So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. This is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Hi, I'm Rebecca Vitali, and I'm talking all things plant on the Hysterical Women podcast. I think this is a good time to note that um, related to what I was saying, sorry to interrupt you, about the lemons that I was saying earlier, how when I squeezed the lemon, I realized that it was, like, very, like, you know, nice. Uh, full-looking seeds. I think, uh, you know, commercial produce is um, is engineered to, you know, like seedless watermelons, seedless, basically like Monsanto and stuff, like doesn't want you to be able to grow your own food. Um, yeah. So the s- seeds are, you know, like you can have like a healthy, quote, healthy-looking fruit and have not great looking seeds and that might be like a human intervention that it, that actually does track too because the ones that i've seen the most di- uh, let me not use variety in terms of like this is the husk and this is the seed where it's just all over the place that's been when i've bought like the regular mangoes and the organic mangoes haven't been available if the organic red mangoes are available i'll buy those and those are much more no surprises right you're like okay this is a healthy fruit like the smell and taste is right the husk relates to the seed but like the yellow mangoes um when those are around it's there is no cause and effect that I can find between what the husk and the seed look like. I have been able to grow them into trees, but like, it's so random to Rebecca's point about like the intervention in terms of the propagation. Yeah. And also grafting. I don't know if people are familiar with grafting. Again, I am not a uh, horticulturist or whatever. <laughs> I don't have an orchard, but it's when like, you know, apples, whatever, and citrus trees are grafted a lot uh so you grow like a my understanding is you grow like a hardy trunk like a hardy tree and then you cut off part of it and you sort of you know plant do plant surgery and put on the branch of another one and the plant will grow the kind of fruit of the one that you added so that's how it works, right? Yeah, that is how plant surgery, it. exactly. Yeah, but I think there are, I feel like there are some plants that are like crosses where like if you grow the seed, you don't get the plant that you got it from. Apples are like that. Apples, like you could take the seed from a pink lady and try and you're just not going to get the fruit that you ate. Apples are notoriously Yeah, it has something to do something to do with grafting. Yeah. So, so just know that also if you're taking these seeds. So basically when I grew these lemon seeds, I was kind of like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to spend this energy on them anyway, even though I don't know what, you know, that they're necessarily going to produce what I got them from. But that's still part of the fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know that I learned this with apples in particular. I'm just going to give like a random story, but uh, so Johnny Appleseed, 
from American folklore was based on a real human who was apparently uh, unlike the way that, okay, like, what did you learn about Johnny Appleseed, Rebecca? And do you have any like memories about learning about Johnny Appleseed? Frankly, I have evaporated them all out of my head. Yeah, because it's a lot of it is like uh, in, imperialist, colonialist. Yeah, like whatever bedtime stories. I'm pretty sure didn't happen. So, <laughs> so what I originally learned about Johnny Appleseed was that you know he was a dude planting all these apple seeds. What a good guy planting. You know, it was like going out to the west onto land that wasn't ours but you know going out into the west planting trees planting trees is a good thing and he was really quirky he would wear you know his pot on top of his head to oh make, yeah, like, yeah 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 the tin pan the whatever the yeah yeah that's the only thing i remember well apparently that part is true he would to make traveling easier uh he would wear <laughs> that on his head but basically if memory serves johnny appleseed was more or less like a con man who had all of these apple seeds and he would sell apple seeds to pioneers um, and be like, you know, so that you could provide fruit for yourself. But this was before- Settler, <laughs> settler colonizers? <laughs> yep, exactly, yes. So for the colonizers, he would go out and he would sell them these apple seeds so that you could feed yourselves. But that was before, I mean, I'm sure that many people knew, I'm sure that indigenous populations knew this, but to the people who are new to the land, they did not know this, that apples, the seeds bear no real, really like anyone's guess. So if you have a good, if you've got a really good fruit tree, that's why people will graft onto it or like take samples off of it. Um, Cause apples are just genetically wild in how they pass on certain key markers, which is interesting. Color me, color me shock. <laughs> <laughs> on that, topic sort of related getting different qualities of fruit from different plants I know this is like pretty obvious probably to anyone but I just went to the farmer's market a couple days ago Sunday and it's stone fruit season and from upstate New York I buy you know when they in apple season I buy apples and stone fruit season I buy stone fruit like the orchards bring all their stuff down um so they had like white peaches, this one stand had white peaches, yellow peaches, a couple plums, and then organic peaches. And the organic peaches were smaller. They were all, they all looked the same-ish. Like they didn't look like they were rotting, but they had these like very lovely sort of like brown freckles on them. And the other ones were like Two fifty or three dollars a pound, and the organic ones were five dollars a pound. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I know they're gonna taste better, so I'll get the organic ones. It was like I almost cried when I when I ate when I ate them. That I, I ate like eight or ten in oh, yum. in like half a day, but they taste so much better. Wow, so much better. Oh my god, just like completely different. So much better. Um, I think it's a real travesty of uh, of American culture and uh, big ag that we have so few varieties of everything to buy at the store and that everything is like prioritized by like appearance, visual appearance yeah. and, not, and not by taste. Yeah. Just remember what tastes good, not what big ag wants you to eat. And then, you know, grow the seeds. Yes. 
And so, oh yeah, so I'll go back to the mango process because the mango, you're gonna get it out of the husk. And then even once you've gotten it out of the husk, so I'm, I haven't actually researched this, but I'm guessing that the mango is a seed that isn't eaten whole and then pooped out. Sorry if that's like gross or bad, but it's just true. Like animals, <laughs> some things animals will eat and then poop them out and the stomach acids are integral to the process. But a mango just does not seem like that at all. It seems instead like it's banking on an animal eating it and then throwing the husk away. And then the husk- Yeah, clearing all the fruit, clearing all the flesh off. Yeah, and then the husk will start to atrophy. And then while the husk is like biodegrading inside, it gives the seed enough time to start growing its root and its first leaves. So that by the time the outer husk has biodegraded, the plant has its mulch and can come forth like a phoenix. Um, but if you're taking it out of the husk instead of, you know, like as one would, it still has this brown sort of like wrapping paper on it. That's a, like another protective sheath. Um, like the avocado um, has. Exactly. And I, people go back and forth on this. Some people say just like, don't mess with it any further because if you mess up your seed, like it's gonna damage it. So don't peel off the layer and just put it in water. Just put it in a little, like I use like um, candle or like jam jar type things. I'll put it in that. And you, you want have it. those, you got uh, like glass stones and stuff? Yeah, glass marbles are really helpful with this process. And I, I have now found that actually, I used to put the mango up seed up and down. And I've now found that actually putting it at like a 45 degree angle is more advantageous because the funny thing about the seed is that the roots and the first trunk with the leaves come out of basically the same spot. And you don't want it like drenched in water. So if you put it at an angle, it gives the plant an opportunity to say, okay, the leaves that need air and sun are going to go this way and the roots that need water and a little bit more protection are going to go the opposite way so they don't get so confused so i have found that an angle actually works better i generally remove the brown sheath layer unless if it's really on there if it's really on there i'm like no i'm not going to risk it i don't want to damage yeah, just this thing off i take it off yeah and uh it does make the water murky murky yeah and then you want to change the, I usually change the water like every day, every other day, something like that. Um, and it takes about, it takes a little bit longer. Would you say like two weeks to start showing some growth? Sometimes it can take up to like three weeks, honestly. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's not progressing negatively, like shriveling or like molding or whatever, just leave it. Yeah. Because uh, it's there's stuff happening on the inside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it a doesn't whole look worse, then it's not done. <laughs> and then sometimes if I put it in water and it had that brown, like, thin cover on it, it a day later I'll come back and that'll start to peel off in the water. So I can just peel off, like as a process over a couple of days too, so that it's yeah. not causing like the murky water to be potentially problematic. Um, and then, oh yeah, and then I put it at an angle. When it starts growing, I'll wait till its first like rosette of leaves has gotten some more traction. 
So I'll wait till the leaves, not like the first time I see them, but I'll wait till the leaves have really started to thrive a little bit more, those first like four leaves, and then I will put it into water. I mean, excuse me, then I will take it out of water and then I will plant it in soil. Yeah, remember the, they can grow surprisingly big in in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need to like rush to put it. Once you see it start growing, you can still leave it for a while in the in the water environment. And then when you switch it, this is a this is um another thing that I thought was really interesting is that mangoes apparently like like a ridiculously high amount, like 80% or something of their water requirements actually come through their leaves, not through their roots. Yeah, I know. That's why I just put this one, just the leaves under the faucet. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. I said maybe the leaves need water. So yeah, so I'll like go around when I'm like when doing I'm, like, my thing and it helps me just to like feel, you know, better about like just like this process of taking care of my plants and checking with my plants every day. And when I say hi to my mangoes, I'll like wet down their leaves, you know, I'm like, hi, baby. How are you? <laughs> Also, yeah, the the diluted neem oil, you can also spray plant leaves with that. Yeah. So like and that's water oil, and it'll keep the bugs off. What is neem? Neem is a plant. Okay. It's used in a in Jamaica a lot, the oil for like a ton of different things. It's a plant it's just a plant. I think the oil is from the seeds, I think. Huh. But I forget the rest. But yeah, that's a really good um like bug repellent that's natural again diluted very bad (laughs) very bad undiluted it's just way too strong and then for your skin too oh yeah it will definitely you know like essential oils and they come in the tiny bottles and they're like super strong and like you're not supposed to touch them and then that's basically all i have about mangoes and oh i will say though that yeah just be prepared to be patient. It can take a little bit longer. You're not going to get like immediate gratification. Also, we're not doing it to reap fruit, right? Like <laughs> this is for the for the growing process. Yeah. Probably not going to get a lot of mangoes off of this. Yeah, it's going to I think they're not sexually mature until what 7 years it takes a little while. Yeah, and they probably have to live outside and you know. And meet other the, mangoes. It's for the process of growing <laughs> growing the plant. <laughs> Not for, like, uh, not paying for mangoes anymore. Yeah. Hi, my name is Rebecca Vitali. It's been great talking all things plants with you on the Hysterical Women podcast. You can reach me at Rebecca at Fallsweep.com. That's V as in Victor, O-L-S-W-E-E-P.com. And uh, I do data work and voter targeting for uh, progressive candidates and campaigns um please let me know if there's anybody that i can help and have fun growing all of your plants